0: If you're like me, there are days that you just completely lose track of where you're going and the goals that you've set forth with your bilingual journey. If you are in a rut or have gotten off track, stay tuned for this episode and we'll kind of give you some tips on how to bring yourself back around on track.
1: Raising bilingual children can be a challenge.
0: That's why we have Serial Dates where we discuss our experiences
1: and grow as a bilingual family. Let's get cereal, cereal. I want to get cereal. Let's get cereal. (laughs) No.
0: Welcome back to Cereal Dates.
1: (sighs) Bienvenidos. (laughs)
0: So welcome back to Cereal Date, guys. We hope you guys are doing well. Um, I'm gonna be quite honest with you. We ran out of cereal, so I don't have any cereal.
1: Yeah, today. I had some tea,
0: <laughs> and I'm <laughs> drinking some Colombian coffee because Colombian Colombian coffee because your mom was so gracious enough to bring some back home.
1: Actually, my grandma sent them, sent those to us.
0: Oh, well then there's that.
1: Abuelita. Anna.
0: So. Getting back on track with your bilingual family journey. So, today we're going to be covering a very specific method to kind of really help, I guess, push and launch yourself back on the track of your bilingual family journey.
1: Yeah, this is something we came up with with Dr. Atkins, the co author of uh, Become a Bilingual Family, our book, and it's CPR. So,
0: and we'll get into what exactly CPR is. But first, how old are our children?
1: Two years and nine months and nine months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's such an easy easy concept to understand. Just take away two years and boom. There
1: you go.
0: So parenting moment.
1: Well, we have two. One is that Elias, our nine month old, said his first word. Well, I feel like he says ma mama ma, sometimes when he's crying for me, but that could just be him. He says that with sense. me too. He says ma mama ma, to you?
0: No. He
1: doesn't. okay. (laughs) But this was his first word that was clearly his first word.
0: And I finally heard it, so... You heard it today? Yeah.
1: So we have two dogs, Helen and Iris, and he loves them. And a lot of times they are in the atrium and there's one... And right now Iris is literally at our feet. (laughs) (laughs) But... He likes hitting the window and calling for them. And he was hitting the window and he goes, Is, is. Because Iris in Spanish is Edis. And he was trying to say Edis. He's trying to call her. It's so cute. Is, is.
0: That's clearly when he wants her to come back inside. Right.
1: For Mateo, it's another dog story. So he was playing independently in his room. And I heard him speaking in English. I was like, what is that about? I'm just kidding. I did freak out a little bit, <laughs> but I go in there and he's taking toys to Helen, our other dog, and he's speaking to her in English. Like, look, do you want this one? Do you want this? just
0: in English. in English? He's just talking in English. He's just
1: talking in English. And so I walk in and I'm like, what are you doing? Because I only speak to Mateo in Spanish. ¿Qué estás haciendo And then he replies to me in Spanish. He said, le estoy dando juguetes a Helen porque quiere jugar and told me this whole story of what he was doing and what they were playing. So I said, oh, OK. And then I start walking away and he turns back to Helen and starts speaking in English again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his his little switch that goes back and forth between English and Spanish is pretty is pretty interesting. So one of the just kind of compound on that. One of the things that I do is if he tells me something in English, I'll ask him to tell me in Spanish. Uh-huh. Or if he says like a big word in English, I'll be like, "Ah, oh, cómo se dice en español?" And he'll tell me in Spanish, and uh-huh. it's just it's a really cool game to kind of keep him with Spanish right. top of mind with me.
1: Right. And I think that's one of the things like he he is actually wanting to connect with you when he right. speaks to you in English because he, although you speak to him in Spanish, he just knows that you, that's not your native language. Right. We've never told him. We've right. never said my language is Spanish, your language is English, but he just knows, right. and so he replies to you in English because he knows that's your dominant language. But something that we've been doing instead of saying no, only speak to me in Spanish, or I don't understand, or anything like right. that. Okay. Yeah, is. That you you've told them I want to learn Spanish, right? Can you teach me? You mm-hmm. know, or um, yeah, kind of just, just
0: puts the responsibility on him to kind of right. take and some it, power in. in. It empowers him that he's, he's the expert,
1: to. right? Exactly, and and also it's real. It's it's like a real conversation. It's not, I'm not, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, you do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: and he knows that.
0: So we're not playing mind games with him. Right. We're just letting him know that, you know, I have the ability. I want, mm-hmm. I have the drive. I want to learn. So be my teacher.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think something else we've noticed is I think if if the person or the animal, in this case of the dogs, if the other being that he's trying to communicate with can't communicate clearly back to, with him in Spanish. Then he automatically goes to English. It's like, well, if they can't understand, or it if must they be can't, English. if they can't speak Spanish clearly and fluently, then their it must language be must be English, right? And so he's been doing. He's been speaking in English to Elias, mm-hmm. and I, I keep it reminding drives you, insane. yeah, I keep reminding him, like he He understands Spanish. that's always speak to him. He understands Spanish, so if you tell him in English, he might not understand you right, although probably he can
0: <laughs> that is definitely true, so, so that's why
1: he speaks to the dogs in English
0: that that's so funny. That cracks me up all right, so to the episode, yes, tell me mm-hmm. what what is compelling about c p r other than the word that I just used. <laughs> But like, why CPR? What, what, is it, what is it meant to represent other than an acronym for right. something?
1: So when we came up with CPR, I was not a parent yet. I was a teacher. <clears throat> and sometimes as teachers, we have days that we're just like, oh, drained. We don't have any energy. We're pretty, pretty much dead, right? <laughs> and so CPR brings us back to life. So as parents, sometimes, like you were saying, you forget to use the target language or you're just too tired or for whatever reason, you've kind of gotten off track, right? So CPR brings you back to life, back into the bilingualism journey. And so <clears throat> each letter obviously stands for something. So C stands for compelling, P for playful and R for responsive. And we'll go through each of those.
0: All right. So let's get started with compelling. So explain how compelling works in bringing us back on track with our bilingual family journey.
1: Okay. So especially if maybe because you've gotten off track, your child may be reluctant to speak the minority language or even to listen to it, you know, well, mom, I don't want to, can you please speak in English? Um, you have to make the content that you're bringing up or that you're talking about compelling. So we already have an episode about comprehensible input, right? And you definitely need to go check it out after you listen to this episode. But Dr. Krashen came up with that. He coined that term comprehensible input. Well, Years later, he changed it. I mean, it's still around, but he upgraded it to compelling input. So it's not just um, input that you can understand, but it is so interesting that you almost forget it's in another language. Right. Right. So, for for example, for Mateo, that would be anything with machines, any type of machine or...
0: Big trucks, big, big trucks. construction yeah. site machines. Th- mm-hmm. That's something that's very important to him. And that actually works for me coming from from my position of learning the language with him. Mm-hmm. Whenever, whenever I really want to get involved with language learning myself, I'll typically either go to his tractor book or we'll mm-hmm. just talk about his big trucks and it's real easy when we're outside Mm -hmm. because I don't think he he knows the terminology of those trucks in English but because they're so interesting to him he only goes he goes for the dominant language when he's talking about them Mm -hmm. so he may be speaking to me in English but when he says the word for instance like boquete that's what he's saying or semi-romoque semi-truck Mm -hmm. he uses those the the Spanish term that's what
1: comes natural that comes
0: natural because Mm -hmm. that's like He doesn't want to hesitate in what he has to talk or explain about. Uh He just naturally falls on that language. Exactly. So that's that's how I typically will work with him Mm -hmm. on that. Or cars is Mm -hmm. another thing. We'll do cars or trains. Mm -hmm. Um typically when he's really engaged in something and I catch him off guard with a question, he'll speak to me in English, but the key words that we're talking about end up being in Spanish. Right. So
1: yeah, um, I, I think in the book there's an example of my mom. She loves knitting, right? She also loves French. <laughs> she loves language learning. So one day she was knitting, and she was trying to find a specific knitting pattern. I don't know the or language. Or technique. Or technique or something. <laughs> right. And the video that came up was in French. And she watched the entire video and she said that by the end of it, even though she didn't understand every single word, because she is a knitter, like she knows the terms in English, um, she was able to pick those up, you know, because she, she, obviously, if they're talking about, okay, now you put the needle here, now you put the needle there, now you put and you repeat, repeat that over and over, you start thinking, oh, needle is... I don't know what it is, in <laughs>
0: but right. Right? she was able to and completely she, understand. She it.
1: was so into that video that she didn't, she didn't hesitate to watch the entire video because it was in another language. Right. And so that's what compelling is. You forget it's a, it's in another language.
0: Right. And if you have a, if you have a huge, like passion for something a a nice challenge would be to go find a video on your passion, something that you've been doing for years Mm -hmm. and that you've almost in a way become an expert in Mm -hmm. that field or craft or exercise Right. And watch that video in another language, and see how much of that you can actually pick up. And right. you'll, and when you kind of understand how that works with you, you'll see how, in turn, that can be effective with your child. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's like a really cool challenge. That you know, I've done it in the past, especially with the lawnmower. You told me about the lawnmower right. video you sent me. So. Um, So compelling interest, the huge, huge deal. Uh, And you can make anything compelling as well.
1: That's true. So
0: as a parent, depending on how much energy you put into whatever activity you may be doing, Mm -hmm. could also turn a...
1: Mundane.
0: ...activity of some sort into a super interesting, compelling Mm -hmm. activity. Mm -hmm. For instance, Mateo doesn't know how to mow a lawn. But... When I put him behind that lawnmower and he feels he's the one pushing it (laughs) and he just feels like he's helping papa mow the lawn, I mean, it's compelling to him. He loves it. And that's a great opportunity for me to use lawnmowing terms. Mm -hmm. And for me, I get excited. I want to go learn those terms so I can effectively communicate Mm -hmm. and build our connection Mm -hmm. with that. So compelling... You can turn something mundane into a very compelling, interesting activity, Mm -hmm. but it does definitely require, you know, effort on our part as a parent. Right. And if we as parents are, you know, being intentional with the things that we're doing, we can, we can find those moments of minor curiosity Mm -hmm, that they mm -hmm. have and really build on that foundation of curiosity.
1: Absolutely. And I think something else that we always talk about is Montessori and, how do we know what's compelling to our child by observing them? And so knowing your child, having that relationship, you're going to know what is compelling to them.:
0: Absolutely. So
1: I think that's it for compelling.
0: I think so. That was pretty compelling. I think <laughs> Thank we you. use that word compelling. So if if you were keeping a track account on compelling, you know how you guessed, guess how many jelly beans are in a jar, we should have everybody guess how many times we use the word compelling. When talking about compelling input, <laughs> yes. All right, right. So next, moving on to P. P. I'll is... be right back while I go to the restroom. <laughs> oh no 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 CPR. C, compelling dad P joke. Okay, is... dad
1: joke is checked. You don't have to do one after. Oh, me.
0: I'm gonna find something <laughs> lame.
1: <laughs> so P is playful, and that doesn't necessarily mean the same for everybody. I think it's important to. Be true to who you are, and not try to be something
0: you're something not. Something
1: you're not. For example, I don't like roughhousing.
0: No, it drives you insane <laughs> and stresses you out.
1: Today, I had to go make coffee. Like I'm, I'm walking away. I don't want to watch this uh, because the two and a two-year-old and the baby were like doing a pillow fight. <laughs>
0: I'm oh literally gosh. taking a pillow to Elias, who's nine <laughs> months. He can only sit and crawl. He's sitting he can there. Stand well without support. <laughs> right. He's sitting there, and I'm taking a pillow and whacking him—not hard, but hard enough to knock him over. And he is dying laughing. <laughs> He's laughing so hard he had tears coming out of his <sighs> eyes. And he would Are you sit sure up, he
1: wasn't crying? and then he
0: would sit up and bounce up and down, and he's like asking for more. Yeah. And then with Mateo, I'm literally throwing him on his bed, and he's just bouncing around. Yeah. So
1: that was fun. So, but playful. so That's playful, right? That's a great opportunity to talk about pillows, ma or uh, almohadas, mas. Um,
0: ben, 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 come ben, here. Otra
1: vez. Otra vez. You know, and so
0: or your countdowns. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dos, tres. Uh And then knock them across the room.
1: (laughs) They'll forget (laughs) what you said. Um, So that's your playfulness. Right. right? And that's
0: who I am.
1: Right. For me, it's more of making up silly stories or singing silly songs or playing sound games like Montessori sound games. Um, That's playful to me or making Play-Doh together, doing art that's kind of my area. And so that's where I would be um playful. You know, right. if you're into sports, then get outside and practice a sport together.
0: Absolutely. And, and I think that one thing people need to understand with playing is when we say the term play, it doesn't necessarily mean something like legitimately active, like body has to be active. Reading a book
1: can mm-hmm. be playful.
0: Yeah, Like when you take a book and you, I don't literally mean tear it apart, but you like find new ways to read the book, observe new content within the pictures of mm-hmm. what you're reading. Um, there's a podcast where I was talking about how these books have this weird pattern of a character popping up on each page and you got to find that character mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the book and, and, I, the artist may have intentionally done it, right? But it's it's fun to find those little nuances within the pages with mm-hmm. your child, and mm-hmm. pointing things out,
1: or even the way you read the book, like the way how you read, you read, the, read um, the digging his dog, the
0: digging his dog.
1: It brings those characters to life. But I think you brought something up. I think we've kind of lost track of what play f- play means, and we think it's like this.
0: Got to keep them entertained. Yeah, or
1: like obnoxious, like, ha, 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 you know. That's out of control type of thing. Montessori said it best. Play is the work of the child. Like, it is an important thing that the child is doing.
0: You just took what I do for play out the window. What? <laughs> it's not work. It's out of control. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, what I'm saying is... <laughs>
0: No, but we are, we can use but terminology you know within yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I'm
1: saying? Like sometimes, for example, building a puzzle may not look like play, quote unquote, but they isn't laughing and isn't, but he is working and his brain is working very hard to, to figure out that puzzle, right? And so thinking of, thinking of those ways that you can bring what, the ways that in which you are playful, into the interactions with your child right so um, something something that I do in the classroom is especially when I'm just not feeling super excited I'm having an off day is to bring out a puppet and we have wolf wolf mm-hmm. so we have kind of built his personality and the children already know you know, that Wolf Wolf is four years old, that he doesn't like baths. You know, they have certain, tr- it, the puppet can have certain own tr- Yeah, exactly. Its own character. And so you have to kind of step up and become that character when you pu- when you use the puppet and it makes you, you know, step out of your comfort zone. It's like zone.
0: fake smiling <laughs> to make yourself <laughs> Smile, a, a feel, feel happy, feel happy uh-huh. which is a psychological I'm trick. I'm not,
1: I'm smiling. <laughs> I would
0: say, not, I'm laughing I'm not crying I'm laughing <laughs> that was funny but um no playful don't look at it like you said as it has to be one way or the other mm-hmm. playful is just an interaction that is causing some sort of stimulus in the brain that keeps them interested in whatever activity you two may be doing together mm-hmm. um and I also we're not going to get too far into the subject but I do think it needs to be understood that when you see your child and they're not really playing with anything, they're just kind of roaming around and they look bored, leave them be. Mm -hmm. Because when a child is bored, their brain starts working harder to find something to play with. Mm -hmm. So they may start, that's how they can start really generating creativity. Mm -hmm. And and from that, what we've seen with Mateo is he finds new ways to play, new uses for the materials or toys that he has mm-hmm. like I love mm-hmm. how he's turned his cars into multiple different things his cars are not just for rolling racing and crashing he's built workshops or uh, mechanic shops mm-hmm. he's built he's learned car show now mm-hmm. and now he's doing I don't Carvana. know if, Carvana I, I don't know if you've noticed but now he's doing drive-in concerts where his cars are all lined what? up yeah they're lined up it's a it's did a concert you, did you I do didn't that? do this What? he has Dave Grohl staring (laughs) for those that don't know, Mateo is enjoying his favorite band right now, which is Foo Fighters. Um, and he loves Dave Grohl. He has a little Lego piece that is Dave Grohl and is singing to all the, all the animals, all his cars now. Oh, I
1: didn't know. Yeah. He lined up his cars cars the
0: other day and was (laughs) Dave Grohl was doing a concert for the cars. Oh my goodness. So, but yeah, that's the beauty of play. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not bound by any set of rules for a child. Mm-hmm. Right. So a hundred percent
1: And a way to, when you talk about boredom, a way to encourage that creativity is to have open-ended materials. We also have another episode on choosing toys and that's a great episode to, you know, go for guidance on what type of toys, um, foster that creativity. Absolutely. So, Okay, so we got playful. Now, next.
0: So compelling for C, playful for P, R for?
1: Responsive. And that's the most difficult one with our current technology addictions. Yes. Um, Because we talk so much about screen time for children, but we forget that children learn through our example, Right. And so if we are not they're talking to us and we're not uh-huh, 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 but we're reading this email or finishing up this text or whatever it is first off it tells them this is more important than you are. Right. Which obviously we do not we do not believe that and we don't want them to believe that. And secondly, it gives importance to that screen. Right. It like, shows that that must that be that's something, intriguing. Yeah. That must be really important. So
0: when we refer about responsiveness and screen time, we're referring to the parents.
1: Yeah. Like if if we can't really be fully present if we're on our phones. Right. Or if we're thinking about, you know, the, the meeting day's work. or what's coming up next, we really have to try our best to give them their like undivided attention. Even even if you're not like if they're in their own play, maybe use that time to observe, to like take mental notes or grab a pen and paper and write, take some notes of what you're seeing. And this will help you create compelling interactions. Right.
0: And the best thing behind that is even if you're just sitting back and observing what you're effectively doing is allowing yourself to be immediately ready for when your child needs you A
1: playmate. Yeah. They just
0: need you, whether uh-huh. it's for help or watch this or you they hurt themselves person. and you're just available. Right. I mean or
1: you be this per you be Dave Grohl and I'm gonna be Right. I don't know. And and now we're not saying can. be the
0: hover parent, you know. Every we what we mean by this is just being available. Right. In every aspect. Mm-hmm. And we understand that there's responsive, also
1: responsive, non intrusive.
0: Right. There you go. <laughs> and um and and we know that things have to get done around the house. Like, if Mateo's engaged in something, I may sit there and observe for about five minutes. And after five minutes, if he's had no need or desire to need my assistance for anything mm-hmm. or needs my availability for anything, I may go off and do something real quick and come back and observe. Right. But constantly returning for him to, out of the corner of his eye, to realize that I am available should mm-hmm. he need me
1: yeah and I think building that kind of responsive muscle builds that re- builds the relationship that we always talk about. and Absolutely. so when you build strong relationships with your children, it is much easier to have those conversations in the target language because they want to have conversations with you. And, you know, even if it's in another language, they want to communicate with you.
0: So let's go over some steps that we can talk about when it comes to being a responsive parent. Mm-hmm. Um, the way technology is, it's very difficult and we understand that. We understand that social media is a huge part of our lives and we don't see it going anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's underst- I understand that. Um, now, I, I'm i the type of person that's not necessarily Active on social media, but I am observant of, of social media. So I have social media for two reasons. One, I want to see what's going on with everybody that I know. Mm-hmm. And two, is because I post my knives on there on my business account right. to promote what I do. Mm-hmm. But as far as actually being active, I'm kind of lame when it comes to social media in that regards. Right. Um, in fact, when I do want to share something, I send direct links. I don't share it in the social media Yeah, app. You
1: send me I'll messages. I'll send you
0: texts or messages right. or anything like that. I don't share it with. Everybody. Tags or however all that works. Mm-hmm. So I'm very young in the social media, Insta, Facebooks, Grams,
1: Wouldn't you be old? Because young people know how to use it. I guess
0: so. Yeah. I've been trying to figure out Twittergram for a long time now. And so I don't have a Twitter account. But so one of the things, one of the steps that you and I just recently took to really help with that, especially entrepreneurs such as yourself, where you have your business and your business relies a lot and heavily on social media and just the internet in general for Mm -hmm. communication Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is setting time limits. Yeah. So, Me and my wife, me and Daniela, we traded phones and we set time limits. We did two hours for social media. Right. Two hours a day, social media. And we set a passcode that neither one of us know. So that way you can't just ask for more time. Mm -hmm. And if you need more time, you better be around me so I can put that in there. And it better be work related, not just scrolling. Right. Um, And then we also have Downtime. Where we cannot use our apps on our phone within a certain except for, period. Except
1: for a few, right. Yeah,
0: so from, like for an example, is mine is from 2 in the morning till 9?
1: Midnight. Or, or afternoon. <laughs> 2 noon. in the morning till the
0: afternoon. Till noon, yeah. And that's because I should yeah. be asleep. Right. And, and not be stuck so staying so awake true. scrolling.
1: That's a good point. I didn't think about
0: that. And then when I wake up, my immediate responsibility is taking over watching the kids so you can start preparing for work.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Once noon comes around, that's about when we all eat together and I should start getting ready for work and I go off to work and then now I'm free to use whatever. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Same. And mine is from nine to nine. Um,
0: Pretty much after Mateo is completely 100% asleep.
1: Mm -hmm. And when I should start getting ready to go to sleep. (laughs)
0: Or any extra stuff to get around that done with the house. Like, right. Now we have access get to things really like podcasts, podcasts where you can passively not, listen.
1: Exactly, It's um, not as, oh, you, you, did you leave Audible?
0: I did not do Audible. We
1: need to go back and do Audible. Um, But that's a great step. Another thing that we actually include in the book is creating like a little phone jail
0: <laughs> all right.
1: for like dinner time. Mm-hmm. Or... Maybe you know in your mind that the phone is not allowed in the living room, for example, or the phone is not allowed in the children's bedrooms. When you're going to walk in, and we do this a lot, there's a laundry basket right by Matteo's bedroom. And a lot of times we drop it off on top of the laundry basket. It has a lid, <laughs> we don't right. just put it with dirty clothes. Um, we drop it there before we walk in. Right. Right. And so that way we're not tempted to look, Oh, there's a ding. There's a ding. There's a, you know, let me check the time. And you end up looking at some email or something. the
0: only cheat that I have is because I do have a position in my work where I am on a call. Mm -hmm. So I do use my watch to make sure it's not a call that I have to go to and, and all that jazz. But, um, aside from that, it is a step in the direction to better ourselves with our responsiveness.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, There's a video and I forget what the, I forget what the, um, I guess experiment is, but you've talked about it before, but it's the parent that has the blank face with the baby. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember it in psychology and it was the most heartbreaking video, one of the most heartbreaking videos I've ever seen. And it's a mother that shows complete interaction with the child. And then at some point she goes to a blank face Mm -hmm. and doesn't respond to the baby and how the baby essentially reacts to that and starts crying and everything. And even when the mother finally starts being the happy mother again, it takes the baby a minute or two to understand the, I guess the trust, the connection that they had, Mm -hmm. like what's going on here. They, they have to settle back in to understand that. Okay. Mom is here. Yeah. And, and to me, that's what our phones have turned us Mm -hmm. into and not to give you guys more screen time, but there's a great series on Netflix (laughs) called black mirror referring to the reflection i would assume on a screen mm-hmm. um but it talks about the it, it essentially shows how technology can actually be dangerous there's some that are set episodes that are pretty far-fetched but right. how technology so can it's be, not
1: like a documentary or no anything. it's not just it's not making not a sure people understand no, it's
0: essentially showing you what terminator would be today it's like an updated terminator yeah.
1: I think I had nightmares after watching some of those.
0: Yeah. Some of the episodes are pretty far fetched and pretty outlandish and uh-huh. embellished, but there are some scary things that technology can present to us in the future if we're not careful. Yes. So aside from that, technology yeah. is not the only thing when it comes to responsiveness. Sometimes mm-hmm. just your stress from your mm-hmm. job or your stress maybe maybe, you know, just your relationship with your spouse or your partner. You know, those stresses we've talked about in the past, our our children can see those stresses. Oh, yeah. And those are the ones that I think are even more difficult when it comes to responsiveness and how you handle that. Um, when it comes to that, the only thing I would suggest is obviously sitting down with your partner and spow- or spouse and just kind of talking some things over. Like mm-hmm. find a way to communicate. Find a way to communicate.
1: We recommend Imago Dialogue.
0: Absolutely. That's a yeah. that was a great one for us and I'm not going to lie. Was it getting I'm, the love
1: you want? Something like book.
0: that. Right. And now I'm not going to lie, I don't we don't use it perfect perf we don't use it perfectly like step by step, but there are some very strong things that have really relieved some stressors in mm-hmm. our relationship. And then obviously, I lo- I personally like the love language book. Mm-hmm. Um just so I know how I can show you love, right. and vice versa, mm-hmm. like how we receive love, how we prefer to receive love, right. based on who we are as people. Mm-hmm. So I really like that one as well. But responsiveness is as far as getting your shit together with your spouse, yeah. So that way, well,
1: it's it's all about being present, and you mm-hmm. can't be present if you have you know this morning's argument on mm-hmm. your mind, right. Or, you know, all these deadlines at work on your mind. Right. So,
0: Absolutely. And if, if we all truly believe that our kids are number one, we will find a way to communicate and mm-hmm. effectively handle whatever stressors around our lifestyle. will f- effectively find ways to mitigate those stresses. Right. Or at least put them to the side to come back to later and put mm-hmm. 100% focus on our children.
1: Yes. Um. Something, another quick tip for screen time and we we haven't done this but is not to use your your phone as an alarm clock so basically don't have it on your nightstand right next to you um your mom gave me like a special stand like a modern
0: style apple watch phone extra usb charger stand
1: yeah and Actually, I've wanted to get rid of it because it's so difficult to put to plug the phone in and to take it out. But that's actually brilliant for not using your phone in bed. I I don't use my phone in bed because it's like standing up there. I can't I can't grab it with the cord and be looking at it scrolling on in the bed. Right. So I'm keeping it. But (laughs) but that's. If you think about it, if the first thing you do when you wake up is grab your phone and read your emails, well, you could ruin your morning with your child.
0: If you get that bad if email. If you get that
1: bad email, you know? Right. You're still, you're still not going to be able to reply during the morning chaos of getting kids ready to just go to school, right?
0: Are, it's chaotic. Well, I mean. I'm usually asleep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't don't know yet. We'll see. (laughs) But like you're not going to be able to. It's not going to help anybody. Right. It's not going to make your morning go smoother that you have read that email. And you're not going to be able to reply effectively in the morning. Right. So don't read. Don't read your emails or check your emails or your messages until you get to work or until it's your email time <laughs> right
0: right absolutely and i think that's one of the big things that i have issues with there because i receive significant incidents
1: yes. all what? the time
0: i i like keeping up with what's going on around the city and it is it is a bad habit and that's something i will definitely be trying to work on but taking these small steps to increase your responsiveness and availability for like mental availability for your child. Mm -hmm. You may physically be there, but if you're in that blank face state, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. your child and you are not going to connect. Yeah. And in order for all this to work, you have to put them all together. If you are responsive, you will be able to find compelling moments to work with. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you are clear minded, you know, of clear mind, when you find those compelling moments, you're going to make them playful in whatever way you are playful. right? It's a cycle. It's a cycle of you're going to find something compelling. You're going to take that compelling thing, make it playful. And if you're responsive, you're going to find ways to adapt and evolve and push it even further and help educate you and your child. Right. And with that, when it does become a habit of fun, you know, interaction between you and your child, it makes the learning process a lot better because now you are building a bond. You're connecting mm-hmm. You're building a relationship. Because Second Language Acquisition is is all all about about relationships. relationships. So, if you have a great relationship and not a relationship, (laughs) you're going to excel and bring yourself full circle back on track with your bilingual family journey. Yes. And that's what this whole podcast was about.
1: Yes, we did it.
0: We did it. So... Sorry that this episode is not as long as most, but we really this was really important to us. I and feel
1: like the short ones are better.
0: Absolutely. So if you like longer episodes, let us know. If you like the shorter episodes, let us know. If you don't like the episode, don't let us know. <laughs> but um, thank you guys so much for listening. And before we go on, I have to do my dad joke. Okay. I need to tell you, I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. Okay. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Do you like that one? Yeah. Do you?
1: Yes, it's funny.
0: I can't see through the microphone screen if you're smiling or looking at me all funny. Both. You love me. Be real. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening tonight. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, definitely... Definitely let us know. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Share this episode. If you know somebody that needs to hear something like this, share yeah, this episode. And please
1: give us a rating and a review. It really helps us so, so much.
0: And we are finding that we're reaching more and more people every week. And that's thanks to you guys. And we really appreciate that. So help us continue to grow our bilingual family community and you know, hang out with us along the journey. With all that being said, adios. And-
1: Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. Our program makes it possible by providing a fun, easy-to-use guide for parents. This guide will teach you how and when to use Spanish at home in order to make the most of your time together as a family. We provide you with everything you need to know about raising bilingual children, including storytime videos, songs, activities, and more. All of our content is designed specifically for families and will help you speak Spanish with your child from birth through age 6, all while having fun. Head over to bilingualfamily.us and click on Español Juntos to get started. Con amor, Daniela.